Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 158. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, although he is over there manning the camera because uh, if you're hearing this in podcast form, we welcome you. But if you're watching it live, that's right, live, we are streaming on YouTube, testing out this brand new uh, content application possibility that we've been working on, uh, streaming live with this Mebo camera right here. My boy Adam Hill is over here. From Las Vegas, how you doing, my bud? I'm good. I don't know why you're having me on. There's like nothing to talk about. Exactly, There's nothing, nothing to talk about. In the world of it's probably gonna be a boring show, but hey, whatever. It's your it's your world. Like, you want me to come on? I'll come on. <laughs> We're in Brooklyn, New York, USC 223, uh, Habib versus Holloway, and I don't even know what else is left after that. This thing is becoming an absolute mess. And what, yeah, what a night to to be able to stream live for the first time because uh, a man that was right there front and center, a good friend of the MMA Roadshow, a good friend of ours. Alex Davis is in the house having a uh, a nice frosty beverage with us. We certainly appreciate it. If but not, uh, I would not have come. I, I know that. I know that about you. I have to ply you with a cocktail or two. Or you're not coming. <laughs> so listen, Alex. Listen. I mean, let's just get down to it. I mean, uh, there's no way getting around what happened today. Uh, it has been absolute chaos, right? I mean, it was it was this amazing card, this you know fun event that everybody was looking forward to. USC 223. I mean, top top fights, like top to bottom, right? Everybody was excited about it, and then. Everything just went nuts today, and you had a front row seat, and you have had a front row seat for a lot of a, a lot of stories, right? I mean, we talked before. If anybody doesn't know, if anybody hasn't uh, isn't familiar with Alex Davis, I mean, his roots go deep in the MMA game, the Brazilian scene, and you've seen a lot of stuff. But what went down today? And I know we're all still kind of processing it and figuring it out, but what went down today? I mean, this has to rank up there with some of the craziest. Well, it's like I. I've told you the only thing I haven't seen in MMA yet is cows flying because everything else I've seen, you know, and what happens, I mean, that this absolutely has never happened to me, but I've seen, I've seen lots of fights and soccer games and judo competitions and jujitsu competitions. And it doesn't really fluster me when things like that happen, but there were some points that was, it was really scary. All right, so by, by now I'm assuming if you're tuning into the MMA Roadshow, you're probably a hardcore MMA fan. You know what happened. Uh, let's, let's start from the beginning, right? I mean, uh, I, I mean, if we're going to go way back, I guess if we're really going to start from the beginning, and maybe I don't know how much you knew about this, and, and maybe, Adam, you can weigh in as well, but this goes back a couple days, right? And, and I guess, I mean, really the genesis is way older than that, but when it kind of blew up was this week, and uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and Artem Lobov had a confrontation in the hotel, the New York uh, Marriott uh, Brooklyn Bridge is the host hotel once again, same same host hotel as last time, and there was a confrontation, and a video came out on, on, on the internet, on Twitter, on social media, a video came out um, that showed Habib and a, and a pretty large team of people around him confronting Artem Lobov, um, and I was told, and, and maybe Adam, you can weigh in on kind of what reporting you did, but I was told that, you know, there was a slap that happened before that that we didn't see, so the video doesn't start exactly when the incident happened, um, but but that happened, and 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 maybe you can say what you say, Adam. And I, did did you see that, Alex? Were you were you around? Any no, I, I heard about it. Okay, you heard about it. So, Adam, you did some reporting as well. I mean, yeah, I know that you. That it, you, you said it goes back to that incident. It goes back before. It goes back to a, a, a an interview that uh, Artem Lobov had done, right? Where he essentially, uh, I always forget. No, go. You can curse. No, you can cuss. It's great. Yeah. Uh, he essentially called. Uh, he called could be a pussy. And you know, I didn't know that was the well. word you were going to use. Jeez, well, well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I do. Well, hey, I do a terrestrial radio <laughs> okay, show every right. day. I, you know, I, I can't say anything. Uh, so, I mean, it goes back to that. And uh, Nurmagomedov said today, 
he's been saying all week, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. We right. know he, that's his company line. But today he finally said afterwards when, uh, you, know, he, you know, he talked later on uh, after the incident happened, he said, yeah, I basically went up and said, don't ever say that about me again. Right. Which I think there was more said than that. But it was basically stemming back to that one interview. And, you know, Nurmagomedov didn't like it, and he let him know about it. Uh, but, again, it was 20 guys with Nurmagomedov, and it was Artem and a couple yeah, what of are you gonna do? PR people. Like, so it was a weird situation. That was that was Tuesday, right? Tuesday, because uh, we got in on Tuesday, and I was actually scheduled, myself and Kolkata. We had an interview set up with Artem Lobov on Wednesday. Um, but, you know, love talking to Artem, man. He's a great interview. I mean, you know, if he gets hate, people talk about him. His record's not that good. Oh, you're only here because of Connor. But he's a fighter, man. He comes out to scrap, and I think he's a fun interview. So we were set to talk to him. Uh, he was basically pulled from all all interviews. Everything he had scheduled, pulled from. They didn't let him talk to anybody. They, they basically hold him up uh, and didn't let him have access to anybody. Uh, and kind of what we heard behind the scenes was, okay, listen, this incident may have not seemed that bad, but it's boiling under it's boiling under the surface a little bit. There's more to this than everybody might know. And, you know, we're kind of kind of keeping this under wraps, right? And then today, Thursday, media day, we go through the whole day. We have the media day. We have our we have our face offs. We have our stare downs. We're basically done. I mean, we're we're inside the the the, uh, the lobby of the Barclays Center, and uh, we're kind of basically starting to process photos, process video, and and then out of the corner of the eye, um, Conor McGregor and a group of we ended up talking to Dana White. He said thirty. I I, I said maybe twenty. 20 yeah. to 30. I, I, I think, think 20. I think it was 15 I don't to think 20. it, there, 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 it wasn't 20. that money. Not even that many. Not 10 to 15. Money, no. A group, basically. Yeah, a group. They came storming in, and it was kind of weird because they came storming in, and at this point, Alex, you were already down below, uh, and, and we'll get to that. You you were here uh, with, with your fighter. We're not going to Yeah, and so yeah. not the Mokano, so you were here with him, and you guys were already down below. We were still up top kind of working, and uh, – we did, it wasn't clear really where he was going, where Connor was running. We were all obviously in chaos, trying to get little phone clips or whatever, um, because you know Connor's big news, of course. He runs in, and there's some UFC staff there that it looks like got him into an elevator, basically an elevator. He goes down below, and 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 so it was just kind of weird. Like we were all like, "Well, that was bizarre and odd," and then all hell bro- broke loose below because you were basically already you were on quote-unquote, the bus, right? You were you were there. So, so you know, looking back at a, such a chaotic situation, you know, and, and, and trying to piece back the memories of everything that happened, because I was sitting there ready to go back to the hotel, you know, like I've always been, and Khabib's there, and Rose is there, and um, Kiez is there, and I'm with Renato, and I'm sitting there looking on my iPhone like everybody does, and all of a sudden I hear start hearing some noise, and I hear somebody slap the 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 window of the of the bus, and I, I see Khabib get up, and things start getting heated, you know. And then I th- then then I you know, first of all I did, I couldn't I didn't really see what was happening. I couldn't understand it. You know, it takes a while to understand. You're under attack. Yeah, you're under attack. I mean, and you're like that. I guess where the bus was, it's the, I mean it's the bowels of the Barclays. It's really it's it's kind of cool. They're loading dock like. You're That's in a right. you're in a concealed area. It's not a normal loading dock in arena because it's built in New York. They've they've got this thing where like you know eighteen wheel trucks can drive on this platform and, and then they it circles it around, around right. so they can drive out because there's no room for the. I mean this so this is state of the art. It's yeah. cool, but it's it's in a bunker. Yeah, it's in a bunker. Yeah. So at that point, you know, 
it, it, it's, things start happening real fast, you know, and people start slamming the bus and slamming on the window, and, and Khabib's, Khabib's sitting right in front of me, and Khabib and Rizvan start getting up, and, I, and, and then I realize we're under attack, you know, and then, you know, shit starts getting loose, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, 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 something hits the the windshield and that cracks and then something hits the 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 left side window front window over the bus and it breaks wow okay and i see i look at kiesa he's bleeding and i'm near khabib and and i knew about the lebov thing i didn't right. know exactly what it was but in my mind i said these are russians this is a russian mob so i i come after khabib and I say khabib calm down calm down don't try to go out don't get down get down these guys could shoot I, i'm thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, they could shoot so i'm trying to calm khabib down and khabib is no i'm accustomed to this shit fuck them he's cursing them in russian and they're cursing back from the from the window you know i'm trying to calm him down you know and uh very chaotic scene i'll tell you something though joe williams from the ufc he was very very clear-minded at the moment he closed the door of the bus so nobody could of the bus could get off, and mm -hmm. nobody could come on, and he faced the guys. Joe Williams, head of security. That's right. Probably most, he saved the day. Most famous up to this point is being the guy that that Jones and Cormier, I mean, got injured yeah. in that melee, yeah. right? I mean, he was in there, so he got right in the line of fire. Joe saved the day there. So, so you know, uh, hold on, can I, I want to jump in because I just listened to the story. In your mind, did Connor know exactly where Khabib was on the bus, or were they just kind of? going around trying to guess or trying to figure it out well you got to remember these are fighters khabib when you get con confronted he's confronting too so the moment he saw that it was about him he got up he wanted to fight mm -hmm. and he's cursing him back and i'm I, you know the first thing that came in my mind you know, i'm from brazil <laughs> so i think somebody's gonna start shooting right that's the first thing so i tried to pull khabib down but khabib's ain't gonna be pulled down so then i tried to call i said khabib calm down it's not worth it just not worth it don't do it just not worth it. Not worth going out there. That's, and I'm I'm thinking if somebody breaks this window, or they're gonna come in, or we're gonna go out. Right. You know, and um, it, it's a very chaotic situation. Like I said, I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but this is this ranks up there. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, uh, long time uh, USC WC exec Reed, Reed Harris. He actually said for a minute he felt like you know li their life was in, in in danger. I mean. Was it was it that chaotic that like for a moment you don't I mean if you, if you think Russian mafia is involved right like you, you got to well, be a little John, scared. Well, John, you know what? When you when you've been in situations like that, I I have something in me that I crystallize. I really I don't I don't really lose a heartbeat. When you smell blood, you know what you're talking about, right. you know. But Chris Povino, he was ducking there and dude had his head <laughs> down and his ass up. He was poor guy, you know and. Yeah, I mean, Chris Rubino, UFC exec, he's got fine hair. But the I mean, the problem was the real problem was that from us inside the bus, we couldn't exactly tell what was happening. You see, right? For me, I'm, I'm listen, I'm a fighter. I've been in a lot of situations. If I can see what's happening, but there I was a sitting duck because I couldn't get off the bus, I couldn't fight, I couldn't defend myself, I couldn't do nothing. Right. And that was a very, for me, it's a scary situation. I'm accustomed to being able to do something. Now, you said Joe Williams, like, stood and kind of got the bus door closed. It, it, were people trying to get off the bus? I mean, were there people that were trying to, like, go engage Connor? Because um, a lot of people were standing up. Tough to see. So I don't know if people were trying to come off the bus, on the bus, or they were getting off the bus. I don't right. know what was happening. I, I heard Joe say, close the door of the bus, close the door of the bus, and I saw him face somebody. Right. I don't know who it was because I, I didn't have a really good uh, – 
view of what exactly was happening. I was hearing everything hit the bus. I was hearing the glass broken, everything else happening, but I, I did not really get to see. And, and then the Moikun's wife said, it's Connor. And in my mind, I said, what the fuck is Connor? You're crazy. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, right. At that point, you guys don't even know what's Connor McGregor, I, right? I think, I, in my mind, because you remember, I've been in New York here when Bigfoot fought Fedor. Sure. So I know who these guys are. Right. I've seen them. I've seen how they are. So in my mind, it was Russian Mafia because I knew that, the, you know, that, that first thing clicked in my mind, you know. And, and in my mind, what would Connor be doing here, you know? Right. So, all right, so there's this chaos ensuing. I guess, I mean, from the videos that have happened, so what, at that point – the bus drives away. Is that how you finally got well, what away? What they did is they closed down the 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 little gate that yeah, closes. Was... Then we were locked inside. Oh wow! We were locked inside. And, I and, couldn't tell from the video I'd seen what the perspective and, and was. You know what? It, what? For me, my sensation was I don't know if there's ten, there's twenty, there's thirty. I don't know if they have guns. I don't know what's happening. So just... I, I'm feeling like a sitting duck. I don't know what's happening. You know and. and and then in, immediately after that, you said you said you saw Kiesa was bleeding. Now, I guess, so, I mean, what we're hearing, I mean, we're, we're doing this live as we do this. I mean, it's a little before 10 o'clock here in New York. Um, I, I think, Adam, you and I kind of confirmed at the bowl time, right? It does sound like Kiesa's fight is definitely off at this point. Kiesa is 100% off. Okay, Kiesa's definitely Absolutely. out. Which yeah. is the right decision, by the way. You Because you said there were pretty, no, no, pretty listen, severe cuts. Kiesa, Kiesa had a cut that needed at least three. I'm accustomed to looking at cuts and, and kind of judging them. He had a cut that had, had to have at least three stitches. And, uh, well, because they tried to glue it, but the, the right thing would have been to stitch it because it's right in the middle of the eyes, okay? They tried to glue it because stitching would have ruled them out immediately. As and soon as you have right. stitches, you're done. And, and the thing is that, you know, I mean, all Pettis had to do was look at it and start bleeding. Right. Okay, so the right if, – if he was my fighter, I would have not even thought about putting him in the fight. It wasn't worth it. So and so you guys saw I me. Mean, you guys saw him bleeding right away. And I, I saw guess him. He like I, I, I mean I, I didn't see this clip. I think you saw it, Adam. Maybe like what you could see him saying like he doesn't want to touch it or something. Yeah, you he, could hear him. You couldn't see it. You, okay. He wasn't on camera. You could hear him off camera saying I don't even want to touch it. I don't know what. I don't know how bad it is. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because you had a big uh, the side uh, glass pane broke. Okay, now we have we know that we have Borg with glass in his eye too. Okay, so right? that's the, we're waiting on confirmation of that there are some initial reports that the that the Borg fight is off as well. I, I I was there just before I came here and I saw his eye and I talked to his coach and I, I doubt he's fighting. So this glass, it's I mean it's it's it's, it's, it's design glass. it's safety glass right? So yeah. it just it just blows in like yeah. a million pieces. It, it got hit with a dolly, you know, it got hit hard. You see, everybody saw the images of Connor hitting that thing with the dolly just burst. You know, and I, and at that point, I was thinking they were going to burst all the all the. Because I, I can't tell how many people are out there. Right. You know, I couldn't know. I didn't know. That's not so. Uh, so uh, you know, after that all happened, so you guys get locked into an area for a little bit, and then uh, we could see that that one video. I guess you could see like it looks like everybody kind of corrals things, and I don't think any of us know really exactly what happened to Connor at that point and all the people that were there. But then at some point, what, they had to let that gate back down and you guys well, drive back to the hotel? what happens, they stabilize the situation, which is what they, they needed to do. I right. think Connor probably cleared out of there. You well, know? Yeah, I, I actually have that video. If you go to plug my Twitter. No, please. If you go to my Twitter, uh, Adam Hill, I, I was sitting in Starbucks working next door. Connor runs by the front of the window. And I was like, I think Connor McGregor just ran by the window of the Starbucks. So I pulled out my phone and started taping. Connor and about nine other people jump into a wait, an SUV that was sitting there waiting on the on the side of the street, and they just take off, and they got out of there. Yeah. So I mean, I it, like I'm sitting there in a you know just sitting there working, and you know I was actually writing a feature on uh, Joanna. Were you aware of what was going on at that time? I knew he was there. Okay. I, I didn't like I, I knew he'd gone in. 
in my mind, I was like, they're probably here. They're probably going to intimidate him. Or what, oh, so you hadn't seen do. any of these clips yet. And no, yet, no, no. And all of a sudden, you think no. you, you think you see Conor McGregor, but like, you don't know anything that happened before that. Yeah, it's like, I think I just saw Conor McGregor run by the window of the Starbucks. Like, this is weird. And your video shows, what, like 10 guys piling into an yeah, SUV. They just, some people keep saying on my Twitter that it was a, like, like a clown car. <laughs> like, there's so many of them jumping in and just right. taking off. But yeah, uh, they all jump in and they take off. And they're like, uh, okay. So that happens, and then at that point, you guys in the bus, they say, all right, we're driving back. At that point, I think I'm going back to Rio. This place is too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, no, man. Let me, now let's get serious about this. Okay, so let's look at what happened what could have happened, okay? When I got back to the hotel in the bus, there were 60 Pakistani Russians waiting for Khabib. It was an army, okay? Now... If we just mean that in terms of number of people, we don't know if they're actually an army. It just seemed we just mean it, it, that no, it seemed like an they're, army they're of people. All okay, let's just let's just clarify that they're all brothers, cousins. They're all cousins. They're all brothers. Okay. They're all okay. brothers. Okay. 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 And so, you know, say say Khabib had got off the bus. Right. Say Rizwan had got off the bus. Right. Say Ali had got off the bus. Say that this had turned into something worse. The risk that that was taken there was huge. Yeah. This is this could have ruined MMA in New York. It could have created. I mean, you know, it could have created such a such a, a blotch on everything that we've been doing for years and years and years. To make this a realistic sport. Give us give us an idea if you can. And and uh, so after this all happens, uh, myself, Adam, and Brett Okamoto as well from ESPN, uh, we had a chance to go talk to Dana White. And, and we were summoned. We were summoned basically. There was <laughs> yeah. a statement was ready to be made, uh, and we and, and so we were there, of course, to record it. That's out. You can see that. Um, but uh, you know, he 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 listened to a couple of questions. But one of the things he said, and again, this might be tough for you to answer, but I want to see if you have any insight. I mean, I know you're not a psychologist, you know. But he said that uh, Rose Namajunas was was so upset that I guess she got off the bus and walked back to the hotel. Okay, well, let me so, let me explain you something. When you're from Brazil, like me and Renato and his wife, we're accustomed to seeing ugly things. We're right. accustomed to seeing car accidents and shootouts and fights and stuff like that. When when you're not accustomed to that kind of stuff, I'm Rose is a fighter, but she's not accustomed to that kind of stuff. Right. She was really, really, really. Uh, shooken up by this, okay. And then her her husband Pat Berry, mm-hmm. I, I was there. I said, "No, we're going back. We're we're leaving this place." And who was going to stand in front of him? He's taking his wife away from the mess, right? You know, he did the right thing. He was just taking her out of there, right? You know, I mean, because remember, we don't know if there are ten people. So you don't know. We don't know if, you, know if it's Connor. Yeah. We don't know what the hell's happening. Always we're being we're under attack, and we have no way of defending ourselves. You know, we're all fighters. Every everyone in there. Every person in there, or as a fighter, as a coach, they're all fighters, and we can't defend ourselves, you know. So she was, she was really shook up. I, I felt very, very sorry for her, you know. The the situation obviously it gets calmed down. If it's stabilized, Connor's gone. You guys are on the bus. She gets off. Then then it sit there. Was there a moment of like, did somebody somebody break the tension, or so, did something happen where somebody goes, "Holy shit, was that Connor McGregor throwing stuff at our bus?" Was there like a moment like that? Well. It, it took a while for us to realize, at least myself, because I, I didn't believe it. I said, Connor, what do you mean, Connor? What's Connor? This is the Russian mafia. What's Connor? I mean, to me, Connor's a millionaire. He's a billionaire. What the hell? What? Why would he come? Why would a guy that's a billionaire, that's the top of his game, that's everything that he is, come with a bunch of hooligans and, and try to beat somebody up? That, that, this is crazy. What was the ride back like? I mean, it's probably what a... 
10 minute ride, 15 minute ride. It's not that far, well, right? 1.1 miles. W- One so, thing I will tell you that everybody, anything, any any shout, any bump, anything, everybody's jumping. Everybody's. So it was just dead silence. No, everybody's everybody's tense. Everybody's yeah. tense. Everybody's in, in in defense mode. You know, everybody's in defense mode. Everybody. So you get to the hotel and there's this there's 60, group of people. Sixty. Well, I actually <laughs> felt safe. Okay. Okay. So you felt good at that. Yeah. Point. I, you know those. Uh, let me tell you because they're not really Russians. Right. They're from Dakistan. Right. And they're very respectful people. They're very good, very nice. I've, I've dealt with a lot of them. They're different than we are. They believe in different things. They think different. They don't drink alcohol. They don't do this. They they all call themselves brothers. Mm-hmm. But I get, I love them. I get along with them. And when I saw those guys, it was a really, I should have taped it. I'm not accustomed to getting taping things. Yeah, yeah. I should take it. was really beautiful to see how these guys came to embrace their guy. And they were there and said, this is our guy. Nobody's touching him. So, they, I mean, they were, like, looking for Habib. They were trying to just. Yeah, no, they were there and said, hey, we're here, man. You're you're at home now. Wow. Nobody's touching him. So what's the the energy like as you're getting off the bus? I mean, are you, like, rush me the hell out of here and get me to my room? Or were you feeling safer at that no, point or what? Dude, 60 damn Dakistanis. I'm safe as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I mean, those guys are for real. You know, my coach, my judo coach, lived in Russia for for a year and he, he told me 10 years ago he said Alex wait until these guys from Russia come out here mm-hmm. those are all very tough individuals yeah you know and and another thing I talked I talked to Rizwan you know and, and it's something I always tell people have you smelt blood have you ever smelt blood have you smelt blood well I mean at fights yeah no, that's not the blood we're yeah. talking about. When you smell blood from a from a shooting or something, that's a very uh. special smell. And when you say that to somebody and they've smelt it, they look at you and they know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? So these guys know what we're talking about. These guys, they've been through much, much worse. It's like Habib was saying, this is nothing, man. Listen, I'm from Dakistan. This is nothing. He was telling me. And he, he was trying to tell me, listen, what what the, the he, what he was saying is Lobov could have fought me on Tuesday. Right. But he was a little pussy. He sat there, and well, now he comes with a big gang. He's a coward. Right. And that is true. What was Habib's energy like the whole time? You said, oh, so he's, I mean, did he know right away what was going on? Or yes, was he, he knew right away what was going on. He's very, very composed. I mean, these guys come from a place that you guys don't understand. Mm-hmm. They're very composed. They're not afraid of anything. Okay, I'm telling you, Rizwan, uh, Ali, um, Ali, Ali was of, flustered up. Ali was all over the well, place. Well, Ali's a shouting. hothead, right? I mean, he's gonna, feathers were flying all over the place. I was gonna okay. say, those, those two guys, if you don't know, they're from Dominance MMA Management. So yeah. They're, yeah, his feathers were flying all over the place. Rizvan, but you see a lot doing Rizvan, tra- uh, translating. No, Rizvan's serious. Yeah, he does Khabib a lot of translating. Serious. These guys are very, very serious. They're not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of things. These guys are for real, I tell you right now. That's not only about fighting. They, they Where they come from, things get a lot more real than, than this, you know? Your fighter, Hinata Mukano, he's he's we're he's, from Brazil. He's we fine. Don't, we don't get flustered by this. But he, I mean, he was. I guess was he on the opposite side of the bus, so he was away from the glass. So I mean, we nothing. were kind of having fun looking at the action. You know, <laughs> I mean, we weren't we weren't we weren't kind of ducking. We we're trying to get up and see what was happening. You know, how, could you tell how many people had phones that were trying to record around you? No, I could not. I mean, you got to remember that this is all happening really fast. No, that, that, but I was shocked by because we we have seen the video now from on the bus. I was shocked. Yeah, somebody shot somebody the video thought, inside, right? Somebody thought that quickly to do it. I and, didn't. I yeah. was. I, I just. I didn't have that reaction. My, my my the only reaction I had when I started seeing Khabib getting flustered up is trying to calm him. Down. Yeah. Well, and, and and we what we saw in that video specifically, and somebody, by the way, not to hurt your feelings even more. Somebody made a lot of money by selling that to TMZ. I'm pretty sure. Uh, 
what we saw is Ali looked like he was trying to get off the bus to fight. Like he he looked like he wanted to go. Do you think that was was, was that an act or is that what happened on that? I, I, he was flying around there yelling and, and, and you know I don't I can't tell what his intentions were. You know I don't know what he was trying to do. I wouldn't have done that. Would only would have made. The I would have defended worse. myself if these guys have. If, for example, when I saw Joe Williams getting into it, I felt like getting off the bus because I love yeah. Joe. Yeah. Okay. And if if you know you're in defensive mode, so if these guys have come off the bus on the bus, we would have been fighting. You know. We, we that would have been bad. It. You're right. Had it that have been bad. That would have been bad. So I. But you remember, we're sitting in a bus which has darkened windows, and we and we're in a in a dock, and we can't tell really what's going on. You know. Crazy. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we're gonna keep reacting on this. We're gonna. We got a lot more to talk about, but we don't want to make you necessarily uh, politicize or uh, talk about reactions or what should happen or what's gonna happen. That's what we have to do. You've still got a, a job to do, but we did <laughs> want to get your uh, your firsthand statement. So. Well, I need to say something. Listen, we're we're going on a track with fighting. I think that MMA is a beautiful sport. It's a very technical sport when you are as near as we are to it and we see the level of technique that's involved in it that the, the public doesn't get to see because it happens so fast that if you're not in there watching these guys train, you don't understand it. And I think this whole attitude to sell the sport is going on the wrong track, and I think this is the result. I think that UFC's created a monster in, in, in uh, Connor, you know, because at, at, fir at first of all, he's a cash cow. Now what is he? Criminal. We, we lost three fights off this card now. Yes. Okay, those are three guys. That are, those are six guys that are not fighting. Yeah, Artem Lobov okay. was pulled because he was in there, which what the hell is Artem doing? He's got a fight in two yeah. days. What's he doing in there? Yeah, so I, I think that this is this is, this is is something that I don't think that this type of fighting has to go back to the, the Stone Age. And I guess we should say, I guess uh, Mike Bond uh, tweeted, uh, I guess Jackson's MMA is confirming that uh, the Borg fight's definitely off as well, or at least he's out. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, now you're talking about a guy that's the biggest star in the sport, yeah, so and I, he that, came in and packed. And I mean, what if what if Rose says, "I don't want to fight anymore"? Like this is craziness. And, and, you, and you couldn't blame her because she's going right. she's going for a five round title fight. And in reality, if she's that that shooken up by yeah, if you're it, it can mess by her it? up. It can mess her up. But the thing, what I want to get to you is, I saw all this stuff start in Brazil when these things happened, and then I saw it grow out of that into a real sport and a yeah. mainstream sport with respect with all kinds of stuff. now I'm seeing it come back to something similar than what I used to see in Brazil seriously I've never seen this happen in Brazil yeah. I mean we're in New York come on you don't expect things like this to happen so I think that is the, the very sorry part of it is the very the guy that's at the very top of our sport comes in and does something like this it, it's really 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 uh, I mean, and I think there's so many lessons. There, there really are so many lessons. Because the thing is, we've been selling fights on this type of thing, right? And now we're paying for it, right? There's no, it's not, it's not play drama. I mean, this is this is real this drama, is real and, people, and now you're, and and we were lucky because, like I said, if somebody got on the bus, if somebody got off the bus, somebody could have got really hurt or could even get killed. And you're talking about people that weren't even involved, like even even at all, losing fights. That, and, that's right. God, so, I mean, glass in an eye. Can you imagine what if? What if Ray Borg, he's young. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. What if he all of a sudden his eye was gone, he could never fight again? How's he going to support you his know family? What? I think he just I had think, a kid last week. Let me tell you something. The problem is it can't be only about money. It has to be about the sport. 
The money will come if people start focusing back on the sport. We're, we're, we've lost focus on the sport, and we're focusing on the hype, on the hate, on other things that, guess what? You know, these guys are examples to a lot of little kids. Is that the kind of example that we want? How many how many kids look up to Conor McGregor? That's on. Is that the kind of example we want to set to these kids? No. Is that the kind of sport we want in 10 or 20 years? It's not. No. And it's not the sport. To tell you the truth, it has no, this has nothing to do with the, the sport. The majority of the people that fight in these octagons and these rings are respectful people. They're hardworking kids. They're very smart. They're very technical. But the problem is that this kind of thing has been making money. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's happening. I think, at least. That's my opinion. I agree. All right. Well, listen, we'll let you get out of here because. Uh, oh, actually, before. Oh, wait. Oh, what, what, real quick, though, because we've already gone over it over and over again. But I want to say, because we keep getting it on Twitter. Like, do you realize how many people have said this is fake? Like, everybody's not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you were there, so I just want uh, like, one more time. Fake. This is not fake. Yeah, I heard that from somebody yeah. actually saying that this was a play for Conor McGregor to make money. This is not true. This is a guy that is completely emotionally unstable and did something extremely stupid that nobody could foresee. You know, and the problem has been that we've been clapping our hands for things like that. We've been thinking this is nice and fun and it sells tickets. But now we're paying for it. Yeah. It, it, you know what? The, the world, you know, the, it runs in circles. It's cyclical. It's come back. Bit us in the ass. All right. Well, the rest of us have a lot to talk about. We also just got some pizza delivered over there from <laughs> Dan Tom, uh, MMA junkie analyst and former Brooklyn resident, has stopped off and brought us some uh, some fantastic-looking pizza. Where's it from? Robertus. Robertus, which, which I am told is a Brooklyn institution and the best. So, we will let you get out of here, my friend, and we will uh, probably dive into the uh, pizza over there, and then we'll reset because we still have a lot to break down. Uh, if you guys are watching live, stay tuned. We'll just uh, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, we'll just kill the audio for a second while we reset, and uh, we'll we'll get everything redone, and we'll just keep going, and uh, we'll kind of interact there. And uh, yeah, thank you, brother. Welcome back to the MMA Roadshow. Our man Dan Tom, who did a fantastic job of uh, dropping dinner off for the crew. We, uh, Through the magic of the podcast, we just basically scarfed down as much dinner as we could, which was fantastic. And there's still some leftovers over there, awesome. so we'll uh, we'll do it. Uh, Dan Tom, I want to talk to you just a second. Adam Hill, I want to follow up with you real quick because I know you've been doing some reporting. Uh, I guess basically we should say as we're doing this live, I mean, we're, we're, this, is, <laughs> yes. this is like breaking news, right? This, I mean, this is must what it'd be like to, to, to work like a breaking news desk, like a, like a live show on CNN or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I assume you're doing the same thing I am. I'm getting texts from editors. I'm getting, you know, we got a statement that we just got on Twitter and, and an email. Um, it's there, crazy. And there's, you know, managers that you've texted earlier finally texting back. I actually, uh, I'll, I'll say this, I, I contacted a lawyer earlier to kind of ask some legal questions about the whole situation. A friend of mine that I know, but um, he actually just got back to me and, and called me about some stuff. So it's 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 happening as we speak. Like, things could change in the next five minutes. While we're, while we're well, doing I mean, you're segment. used to doing live radio. See, we're used to doing that's podcasts. True. Man. That is you're true. Used to doing All right, let's start out with the – let's just do the statement real quick, just so anybody that's watching live. During today's uh, media event at Barclays Center to promote USC 223 Habib versus Holloway, Conor McGregor and Artem Loboff entered the building accompanied by over a dozen individuals. The group, which included McGregor and Loboff, vandalized the vehicle that contained a number of athletes competing at the event taking place this weekend. NYPD was immediately alerted and is currently in the process of investigating the situation. UFC is working very closely 
closely with the New York Athletic Commission, Barclays Center Security, and law enforcement authorities. All parties are working together to ensure the highest standard of proper safety precautions are implemented to protect the fans and athletes. The organization deems today's disruption completely unacceptable and is currently working on the consequences that will follow. Immediately, Loboff has been removed from this weekend's card, and individuals involved in the incident are not welcome at tomorrow's ceremonial weigh-in or Saturday's event at Barclays Centers. Wait a minute. So they, they said in the statement that they're not welcome at the, at the event. When I asked the question if they're allowed at the event, it was like it was the <laughs> dumbest question ever asked. Dana did look at you like you were an idiot. He did. And then he addresses <laughs> my question in the statement that he puts out. Well, he probably realized that, I guess, other people are idiots, that's, too. That's infuriating. <laughs> All right, so, Adam, I want to talk to you. I mean, uh, Why? You know, in Las Vegas, I mean, you, you, you're you not only a sports guy. I mean, you're a news guy, too, man. You you, you cover the beat very, very well. So, I just you know, kind of – I'm going to cut it real quick on this. Last time I was in New York yep. for UFC, I don't know if you remember this, Terrorism attack. The terrorist attack happened in New York the week of the fights, oh, and I was dispatched to to not cover MMA that week. That's right, and to instead cover the attack all week. That's right. So like it, New York is crazy. It is crazy. Too much crazy things. Too many crazy things happen. Every time here. we come here, something weird happens. It's all insane. Right, so let's talk about the news beat up. I mean, you've been in touch. I know with with public information officers. You've you know you're, you're, everybody's working. Give an idea of what you think is. You, you talked about the lawyer thing as well. I mean, we know that some kind of punishment is coming from the UFC at some point. You know, when we talked to Dana White earlier today, it sounds like they're saying, "Listen, we're going to let the legal process play out first. Yeah. Then we're going to make our decision." I mean, let's be honest. The USC doesn't want to. I mean, they could. They could very well come out right now and say, you know what, Conor McGregor, we're done with you. We don't care about you anymore. Go to Bellator if you want. We're, we're done with you. But their hands are tied because he's the biggest star in the sport, right? Well, I, I made the reference earlier. What do you think Paul Daly's thing? Paul Daly just pushed an official, and he's never allowed to even think about fighting in the right. UFC again. Conor McGregor just removed. What happened? Oh, um, Paul Dale talking about Koscheck. Uh, when he, when, yeah, yeah, the late Dale, punch I'm was sorry, Koscheck. it wasn't official. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I was, yeah, I'm, Jason I'm High was messing the one up my own. The official Jason High was the official. Not back. I'm messing up my own analogies yep. here. Thank you. To, yep. Mike is the historian and aficionado of of all things. So he and I'm you know that there. push came at three minutes and twelve seconds. In the second <laughs> round. It was, it was, after, it was, it was the, the third latest push in yes. stoppage. <laughs> <or not. laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, I think the UFC has decisions to make, but I don't know how much of it is going to be their decision, like. They're not going to release Connor. Right, not going to happen. If if he's able to fight, it'll be in the UFC. Like they have him under contract. There, there's no way they're going to say they're not going to take a stand and say we can't accept. We're not going to allow this. He's gone. Right. But I don't know how much is in their hands. Like I don't think I I don't think Connor's going to jail for two years or anything like that. Like the the things that he has to worry about certainly the civil suits. If one of these injuries is. Um, and I'm trying to think of what the exact word is because obviously we're not lawyers. We cover MMA. Uh, it's if it's permanent disfiguration. Is that if what you said? Permanent disfiguration. It becomes a felony. So he definitely doesn't want that. And and that which that, maybe like had Ray Borg lost an eye, that would definitely qualify. Right. And, and by but the way, we don't Kiesa know. Does being scarred qualify? We don't, we don't know what's going on with with Borg now because if it's getting worse and if there is something stuck in his eye, like you never know what could happen with that. So he's got to he's got to hope that there's no. Lasting damage that could be argued to be disfiguration. Uh, so th- I mean, that, he's got to hope for that, um, and he's got to deal with that. But I think there also is, and listen, I, I'm, I'm trying to ask around about these things. Like, again, we don't know. We have to learn and research these. Like, if he is charged with a crime of some sort, would he be able to fight in the U.S.? Right. Like he he is he's a, not a, a citizen. He's not a citizen. He's, yeah, he, he has a visa so just like what happens? Else. What happens then? I mean, and I don't know if that if a misdemeanor or a felony is a huge difference on that. I'm sure it is. 
but all these things are going to factor into what these happens are real in considerations. I mean, I, everybody's saying, like, oh, the UFC, it's going to do big business for them, and then he's going to come back and fight. Yeah, I'm sure they would love for him to, even if they're mad at him right now and angry. I don't know how much is in their hands. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and maybe, who knows, maybe nothing comes of it. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty easy case. Like, he swarmed the bus. We see him on video throwing the thing. There's not really much of an argument. Like, my assumption is he's going to get arrested. He's going to be charged with something, and he'll plead guilty to something. And I'm sure he'll have good lawyers and plead down. But all of those other factors then kick in. And then what does the commission do? I mean, the commission could then tell him he's out for two years for something like this. He, you just have no idea. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think it would be it would be amazing for the UFC. To, and I, I'm, I, no, I don't mean this in a rude way or wish bad on Conor McGregor or anything like that. I think it would be amazing for the UFC to come in and say, this is unacceptable, it's ridiculous, and we're done with Conor McGregor. But it ain't going to happen. No, of course You not. know that's not going to happen. And you wouldn't ex- – like, you wouldn't I, – I, I'm sure, as you said, it'd be like – Wow! Yeah. You, wow, wow! What the UFC did, but you wouldn't. Ex- it's a business. You wouldn't expect them to do something like that. That's their biggest asset. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want them to do that. <sighs> Crazy. All right, Dan, Tom, uh, madness, right? I mean, you were en route to, to to New York all day, and this kind of unfolds, and you're fine about it when you land. I mean, I mean, so as somebody that was like literally stuck in a metal tube in the middle of the sky, and then all of a sudden you land, and I'm assuming your social media, you're trying to piece together what the hell happened. Give me an idea what your initial reactions were. Well, it, what made it even better was, I don't know if I can share our, our, our little correspondence we had, John. Sure. But before I got on the plane, you were literally uh, one of the last people I emailed before going up into the air. And to my surprise, I, I got a response from you that said, hey, looks like we might have an easy day We're going to have an easy <laughs> night tonight, man. Stop by. We'll have a couple beers. We'll have some pizza. It'll be fun. You can show us around Brooklyn. <laughs> That didn't quite work out so well. Yes, the flight gets there early, and everything is just working out too well. Oh, you, you know? landed early, too? Yeah, I landed oh, early. I'm like, geez. oh, I got extra time on my hands. What's going on on the Twitterverse? Oh, my God. And it was just madness. It felt like uh, akin to uh, uh, watch. I felt like I was tuning on pro wrestling back in my, you know, it's like the, the mid, mid-90s again. I'm back in junior high. Right. And I'm turning on the pro wrestling to see what's going on in the WCW, the WWF, and it's just madness. It's just mad. I didn't even I mean, I, I, let me preface it. The April Fool's joke that we already kind of primed oh. us, I should say I should say that primed what us. What a ridiculous five-day stretch this has been. <sighs> and then there, and then there's, you know, even more you know, even more news which I'm I'm just finding out. I, I feel like I'm I'm late to the party, you know. It's, right. it's so much that I think even people that are in the know, John, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are on the ground. I feel like even people that are in the know are getting hit with it just as fast Absolutely. because it's coming from all different directions, Hell, right? we're still trying to figure yeah. it out while we're talking about it, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're literally rep- you're over I'm there responding texting to right, text now. right now. <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, let's get to a couple questions for people that are watching live, which is which is awesome. I think this is one of the reasons we want to start doing this, and I think we're going to do more of this. But it's great because they shouted you out. Audie France once says, I just need to hear from Dan Tom on why Max will win on Saturday. So we've Wait talked a, a lot. A f- are you doing, you're doing fight talk? We're gonna, we talked a lot about Conor McGregor. Is I want to break for just week? a second. I want to break <laughs> for doing? just a second and talk about what this main this? event. Uh, all right, so let's uh, – I mean, Conor McGregor has dominated the headlines – but now we want to talk briefly, at least, about this main event, right? Uh, you mentioned the April Fool's joke, you know, we, or, or that we thought might have been a yes, joke. Tony yeah, Ferguson yeah. out. Max Holloway in, and you and I, hell, we've been talking a lot this week. You know, I was like, Dan, I'm sorry, man. I know it's late Sunday night. What can you do? Let's get some analysis together. Uh, I think we were all bummed that, 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 that Tony Ferguson was out. Of course, this is a fight we've all wanted to see. Then Max Holloway steps in. You go, well, hell yeah, I like that fight. I will say – once we later found out that Brian Ortega was willing to take the fight, I was a little sad because I think Brian Ortega, Habib Nurmagomedov, would be a badass fight. But 
kudos to the Pelotes Grande on Max Holloway. I mean, this dude to, you know, has his winning streak. You know, he's champ another division to step up on a week's notice, you know, move up a division against the feared Russian, you know, the, the guy that Alex Davis just told us is a legit badass outside of just being a great yeah. fighter. Uh, I mean, dude, it's a tall order for Max Holloway. That said, Max Holloway is a great fighter. The press conference yesterday was fantastic, man. The atmosphere in that building was awesome. The, the little back and forth between the two was incredible. So he's not asking you your opinion. He's not asking you for a pick. Audie France 1 says, I just need to hear from Dan Tom on why Max will win on Saturday. Now, I'm not saying you're saying he will, but if you had to make the case, how can you make it? This is perfect because uh, this is the one thing I feel that if, 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 if I had to say the, there's one thing that maybe my breakdown was missing was maybe a little bit more of a detail of, 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 of a scenario how Max could do it. But the problem was I couldn't give that in the breakdowns because a lot of that was based off intangible. That's that's the interesting thing about this right. fight is because we all talk about the intangible of what? Six days notice. We, we, no matter what analysis we can do, I can lay out all the X's and O's, John, but right. it comes down to that six days notice. Yes. There's a But like everything in life, like MMA, it's a two-way street, right? And we have to look at all the intangibles, and Khabib has some of his own. You know, Khabib has had rough weight cuts in the past, and he came out and he had a great one last time, right? He, he kind of shut us up in the Edson Barbosa right. fight. But, you know, not to be not to put the, put the speculative hat on, he looked a little drawn out. Uh, you know, there there was, a, there was a, a loss of him at a certain time, a loss of his location on a day where they really weren't sending him around. So, okay, how, how lost was he really getting at that point? You guys have been around the game. Yep. You guys know the code talk. He was looking rough today. He, yeah. was, he was not looking pretty today. Open workouts. Yeah, it was, we've got, if you want to look at the, the YouTube video, we did talk to him for a few minutes today. You know, he said he's going to be first in line tomorrow. He said yeah. he's going to be there, it's going to be done. But, yeah, he was... It was looking a little, a little thin. And so now you take that, right? We've seen what bad weight cuts can do. And we've seen that bad weight cuts can even kind of tap the chins, maybe tap the – maybe not the chins per se. That's a little direct. But tap the armor of of guys we thought were impervious. We've seen it a million times. A lot of times, talking about the chin and the shots, mm -hmm. when it is a shot, it's often a little times it's a little flick of the jab, right? We see those highlights. And those kind of like, oh, the jab knocks out the Forrest Griff, Anderson Silva. And you find out Forrest was knocked out. Or there's something that was compromising the guy's mm -hmm. health, in other words, right? And we've seen it. And Max, that's one of the things like, well, he doesn't really have the puncher's chance because he doesn't really have the one punch and knockout power, which is true. But, again, if we're talking about a two-way street of intangibles, you know, Max Holloway can put that volume. He just needs that one kind of offsetting shot. He doesn't knock out Khabib Cole, but kind of, you know, offset him and build upon there. It's a long shot. But that is kind of the one scenario I see in my head. I like that, you know, because it is hard if, if you're really breaking down this fight. I, I do think it's hard to build a case for Max where you're like, and this is why Max is going to win. You can say, here's how Max could win. I mean, everything, all all those little intangibles, they're all leaning towards a B, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's, it, it's tough. tough. But uh, but listen, man, and, and I even, you know, this was outside of the interview. I'll just be honest with you. We got done with the interview, and I just took a second to shake Max's hand, and I was like, yeah. Max, you deserve all the respect in the world for doing this. Uh -huh. And I mean that. That's, that's I mean – the guy, honestly, this is not a move that a lot of people make. And for him oh, to man. do it, man, it's a, the guy hopefully win or lose, hopefully gains a is lot it, of fans. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the the jerk now. No, isn't it? Isn't isn't it as much of a no lose situation as you could possibly have in a title fight? Okay, in fairness, if you're talking about like on paper, yes. But to to call a no lose situation to know that you might be stuck under a mean Dagestani for about twenty five minutes just pounding you in the face and what if what if oh my god what if by chance you 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 cause some you know further injury to that ankle that's recovering and now you're out for a year or something so yeah I mean I get it you're right you go back to your division at one forty five you say hey listen 
I tried to step up on a week's notice. I was a badass, you know. So I do agree in that regards, but there's a lot of physical pain and potential risk of future injury. Listen, I'm, I'm not – I'm sure what it sounds like is like, oh, you're taking shots at Hollywood. <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course, you, right. it's all – like, if I'm in his situation, if I'm, a, there's no way I'm taking the fight. Exactly. But at the same time, I don't know that you could possibly be in a title fight with less to lose. I don't think I, agree I don't know that. that it's possible. I agree with like, that. Like no matter what happens, he goes out and gets massacred for 25 minutes which is very possible. Right. Like I just fought the best dude in the world. I was playing Fortnite 6 days ago. <laughs> I flew cross country. What do you want what do you want from me? I All tried. Right. And, and everybody I gave still it an goes, kudos. And everybody still gives you Good for you. You could have the worst performance possible and everybody still like <laughs> I agree. Great job. I agree. With Great that. job, man. Career arc wise other than maybe immediate physical pain and potential injury and potential like you know you're putting aggravating that, that ankle. That in the marketing of the 12 fight winning streak. Right. But I think the the marketing of doing this Way outweighs the twelve oh, fight winning streak. But the, the plus way. side now, this uh, you know, I've been saying this all week before today happened. The plus side, if if Max was able to win this fight somehow and be the champ, champ, and now you can mark it against Connor, you know, I'm I'm the guy. You're the guy that had two belts. I'm the guy that has two belts. You know, if you want to talk about it, come and get me. Of course, now we you know everything's kind of up in the air. But uh, Matthew Stewart says, uh, and either one of you guys feel free to weigh in. Sup, guys? What do you think is a good punishment for Connor? What is a good punishment for Connor? Let's say, oh, let's I, say, I, had, I know what it is. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, you're fighting Khabib Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, sign <laughs> yeah, the contract. Yeah, get in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Step in there. That is a fantastic yes, punishment. Yes, all past the gold. All past the gold, right there. Take away the gold. You want any kind of gold in any? There's your path, right there. That, is a, that would be incredible, <laughs> yes. right? Guess yes. what? Yeah, uh, you're fighting him. And in fact, you get to go after uh, after Max, so it's okay. No, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, yeah. no, that would be uh, that would be all right. So listen, wait, okay, Adam, you're 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 as cynical as they come. That is correct. All right, uh, but you're a realist as well. Realistically, what kind of let's what kind of judicial punishment does he receive? I, I honestly – I mean, there's no way he gets off scot-free. If I'm the UFC, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for everything. I'm waiting for the court. I'm waiting for the commission. Appeals. I, I'm waiting for the government. Yeah. <laughs> Potential immigration yeah. status. Like, I'm waiting for all that stuff. And then I'm like, okay. And we'll see what happens. If Like, if he goes to jail for a year, I, I don't, he's not going to. Right. I, I'm no way. certain no way. that he has good enough lawyers that it's, it's going to be okay. Let's say he went to jail for a year. Then if the UFC, I'm like, all right. He did a year. Like he did a year in jail. Like the I'm done. That's pretty I much the penalty. But if yeah. if he gets nothing and the commission is like, Well, he wasn't even a licensed fighter at the time, we don't have jurisdiction over this. I don't think they do that either. But if if like the best case scenario for Connor happens, then I think you say he's suspended for a year right. or whatever you want to do. If the worst case I think you say nothing from us. I mean I think you have to wait for all those scenarios to play out before you even start to think about what you're gonna do for him. I agree. I think at the very least I, I bet you know, I bet he gets some kind of probation. He's gotta get some kind of probation, right? Yeah. I don't think he'll get jail time, but I bet he gets some kind of probation, which could involve visa issues, yeah. which could involve being able to fight in the United States. I mean, obviously they can take him anywhere in the world, and it's going to be a sellout. And if you're right? watching this, by yeah. the way, I yeah. hate I hate doing this because it's it's speculation about like I, I'm saying right now to you guys listening and watching, I don't know anything about immigration status. No, I don't know no. any of that stuff. I'm just like going through scenarios in my mind right. of I'm not sure what. Your your status would be if you are charged with a felony. Well, and normally or if you're convicted of a felony. Normally, I too, I feel like when we're in situations like this, we're talking about allegations of like a he said, she said, yeah, it's he right said, on he tape. said. Like yeah. we've literally all seen it. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? So I feel like we can talk a little bit more authoritatively. Yeah. But I, I feel like uh, 
I, I would agree. Maybe, like, to, to at least don't let the guy fight the rest of the year, right? I mean, he's probably going to get some probation. You're right. The USC is not going to do anything right. before all the legislation is done, before basically their hand is forced, where it's like, okay, everybody else has had their say. Now what is your say? Yeah. I, I got to say at the very least, like, don't let the guy fight for the rest of the year, right? They need the money. <sighs> they, need, they, they need it, need man. The money. They need it. Although, hey, listen – 2017, their best year ever, John. I don't know, yeah, if, you, yeah. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you're aware of this. So, hey, you can take 2018 off a little bit. You had your best year ever yeah, last fair year. Fair enough. It's, it's a Why down not? year after yes. the record year. Yes. All right, Joe Black says, most people are saying Connor did it on purpose to get kicked out of fighting. Now, I would first – Most. I, first, most. I was going to say, most people, <laughs> I might find some real issue with the most people. Now, yeah. if you told me – some people, or if you told me I met one guy who said it, I might be okay with that. But, A, I, and most people is definitely wrong. Second, did it on purpose. To get, there's a lot easier ways to get kicked out of fighting. And not that, why do you need to get kicked out of fighting? You Just got don't 100 fight. million in the bank. Just yeah. don't fight. It's like, I'm done. What? <laughs> That's insane. Now, remember, remember like 30 seconds ago, you can, I don't know if you have the capability to rewind, you could do that. Remember I said I don't like speculating? Right. Speculating away now. Here's what here's here's what I think happened. <laughs> yes, there we go. They, I think Connor and his boys went there to scare the hell out of Khabib. Right. They wanted to surround him. They wanted to do the same thing that they did to to Lobov the other day. Right. Surround him, scare him, and they knew at the hotel all of his guys are around at the at the media day. There'd be two or three people around. Right. Him. So we're gonna go do this at media day. We're gonna surround him. We're gonna scare him. And they got there and they're on the bus and they're like, we can't get to him. We don't know what's going on. Everybody's yelling and screaming. And Connor's like. I'm going to be the badass right now. Watch this. I'm going to throw this thing through the window. And I, I have no idea after, like, again, this is complete speculation. But, like, and then he's, he might have been like, what, why did, what I, did, I, just, I, what yeah. did I just do that? Did like, do? why did I do that? Like, in the heat of the moment, look at that. I'm going to throw this ah, through the window. And, like, don't, you don't think of, you don't think it's going to break well, yeah, and they're going to get on people's maybe eyes. Maybe it's kind of like, like at, the, at the press conference at Madison Square Garden. was like, I'm going to throw this chair. chair. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah. security Steve and Dana, you're grabbing me, right? <laughs> yeah. You're totally yeah. grabbing me, right? Yeah. And there – Nobody's there to grab them. Yeah, whether you want to play rules or not, I agree. There's a certain raw emotion to that. Because I was thinking the same thing. Like, how many times – I'm sure we could all pull up an instance right now off the top of our head. Most of this is hopefully happened within high school or earlier where we came in and we started, boy, you know, horsing around with our boys mm -hmm. and something happened. I remember the same thing – Kenny will appreciate this. We went into the theater because we – you know, we were theater guys, right? And there was, there was many, oh, many wow, we guys, got right? another guy yeah, with I know, jazz I know. hands? I didn't know Dan know. Tom had yeah, jazz hands. Yeah, I did. I got, I got, I got, Coffee's I got, got jazz hands. I got some credit. And we, 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 me and my friends, we would get kicked out of plays because we would change, change words. And do, kicked do out things. of plays? Yeah, Whoa, you we, guys we, were gangsters. We, we were gangsters. We were bad. <laughs> Anyways, but point is, one day, one day we thought it would be funny to go and just mess with the – I think we were just angry or something, the teacher or something. We are like, you know, let's go on and mess with the props department and let's go mess some things around. So we start messing things up. So we start, so we start, so we start throwing stuff down, you Dog know. Life chose me. And next thing you know, I see a fire, I see a, I see a fire extinguisher there, just, just sitting there all by its lonesome. And I decided to pick it up, and I decided to give it a spray. And then my other buddy gives it a spray. Next thing you know, we all start giving the sprays. Next thing you know, the sprays. Is that how you spray? lead off the you fire department? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was. It actually, the cap was, the cap was broken off, which is another side story to that. So it was making a real big mess, and it set the fire alarm off. Next thing you know, what started off as a little prank, we just came in to do a little roust about, get a laugh, get a reaction. Now we have the fire department trucks coming, and we're just we're looking at our watches, doing about time to hit the old rusty dusty trail move. And mm. but again, just kind of sorry, long story, but again, it, we've all yeah, had. Yeah. So are you saying that, my right? speculation might actually be accurate? Like it could be. Could I'm be saying true. that speculation is actually yeah, probably the most accurate good. speculation I've heard all day. <laughs> actually, had him, but, like you know, it. that's good. I like that. <laughs> you know, what? I I. This is a complete – I'm going to completely throw everybody off and go in a complete direction right, right. now. 
this is this day has been crazy, right? Yes, yes insane. Sir. Yes, sir. You know that, like Ronda Rousey is headlining WrestleMania this week. <laughs> like, that's the most normal thing of this week that's going to happen. That was bizarre. Well, that and Khabib destroying Max Holloway. So Those bizarre. are the two normal things that are going to happen this week. But uh, that's the most insane. Like, wait a minute. The the biggest star, the two biggest stars in the sport. One is tearing up the the backstage and and knocking people out of fights without even trying. <laughs> And breaking glass and destroying people's eyes and getting arrested. And the other is in, in wrestling. We lost three fights today. I know. Three fights. We haven't even hit the scales yet. Yeah. What if Khabib or Max miss? I mean, Max oh is very likely. Not, not very likely, I should say. Very, very possible that Max uh-huh. could miss weight. Khabib's had issues in the – what if one of those misses tomorrow? Could you imagine if one or two people miss tomorrow and they're like – at that point, I mean, you got to be talking about seriously canceling the event. No, you can't. You no, can't. at that point – There's what, too many millions of But you know what tomorrow. you do at that point? Connor. I was He's too shaken up. Beef. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was too shaken up. I, I was, you know, I saw what happened. It was crazy. I, I, I you got, you've got to get him out the clock. I couldn't say? cut weight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I could. Yeah. You want me to cut weight after I just went through that? Like Connor's that's what gonna, I would say. Connor's gonna get so many suits. Yeah. All right. Oh, Peter Hupton says, yeah. "Damn, that is the biggest Coors Light bottle I've ever seen." <laughs> uh, listen, there's a deli around the corner that is selling 40 ounce bottles of Coors Light, 40 ounce bottles of Budweiser as well. And listen, uh, we're all about trying to work on a budget. And they happen to be the cheaper, so that's what we do. Matthew Stewart says, you guys think that Habib will talk smack to Holloway while he's beating him. So, Matthew Stewart is not believing in Holloway's chances at all. No, he's going to talk to Connor. Talk to Connor. Talk to the camera. Oh, to the camera. I was going to say, Connor, because Connor won't be there. We know that. We we know. Well, it wasn't that crazy of a question, though. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he will not be there. He'll talk to the camera. Trash to Halloween. He'll talk to Halloween. Where are you at, Connor? I don't know. What am I favorite moment? Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Wait, if he's literally just talking to the camera, where are you at, Connor? But damn it, we can't see the fight now. (laughs) (laughs) We can't see the fight. I don't think you talk trash to Max though, because one of my favorite parts this week, uh, I don't know what part of fight week, but Khabib said Aloha, and hearing him say Aloha in that Russian accent was just, just awesome. (laughs) <laughs> He's been great. Habib's been fantastic this week. I just feel, I mean, the, the back and forth. It, you know what's, what sucks is that literally all we're going to end up talking about is Connor, and, like, this card yes. is stacked, stacked, Top loaded. We had so much we could talk about. So, I mean, I had the damn fight analyst on right here, and all we talked about was. Well, you, when you said, I, I had the same reaction, Adam. You're like, oh, you want to break down fights? Like, fights that are happening in the cage? <laughs> oh, no, like, no, no, no. So we we're like, talking about the fight. Yeah. Everything see, happening yeah, this I week. Wanted to get, I wanted to know if you saw the footage backstage. I want to see <laughs> who was the strongest of the security guards that stepped in there. So, ah, ridiculous. All right, well, uh, Dan Tom, I appreciate you jumping on. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take another uh, quick break, reset real quick. The young Mike Bond is back from one of his uh, multiple smoke breaks that he takes every evening, uh, <laughs> going down 14 floors, stepping out into the ice cold uh, so that he can fill his lungs with cancer. Welcome back to the May Road Show. We have uh, asked Mr. Danton to give up his seat, as he has so graciously done. The young Mike Bond is done poisoning his lungs outside and is, is ready to sit down with us as well. You know, the young Mike Bond has, has made some poor health decisions this evening. You know, Conor McGregor made some poor health decisions. Lots of poor decisions <laughs> being made around the house. If you want to make a good decision, you know what you need to do? You need to seek out life insurance. And if you need to do that, you need to go to Health IQ. 
The MMA Roadshow is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash road to support the show and get your free quote. Mike won't be able to give him great information. Conor McGregor will probably upset them as well. But other people will get better results. What you do is you give them a call. It's all about better science, guys. Health IQ spent years gathering the science and data to prove the health conscious deserve lower rates. Over a million people took their Health IQ quiz and formed the basis for the scientific analysis of the relationship between health and health knowledge. They took all the years of data and science on the health conscious to the top carriers and partnered with them to get the lowest rates on life insurance for the health conscious you reach out they take you on a journey learning about your lifestyle and your choices it's like getting good driver rates if you're health conscious they'll help with the underwriting so everyone understands that with specific stats and information they can get you covered to see if you qualify get your free quote today at healthiq.com road or mention the promo code road when you talk to a health iq agent <clears throat> look at that read what <laughs> Started, started to jump in on your read here. I know. <laughs> Don't interrupt breaking, the read. Breaking news, Conor McGregor in custody with the New York Police Department. No way. Uh, at the current moment. Wow. Who's that from? That is from NBC New York. Oh. What do they know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet they got a – yeah, all right. Young Mike Bond, listen, man, you you had a uh, a ringside seat for all this three-ring circus uh, this evening. G- give us your initial thoughts. I mean, we've been breaking it down. I, I, again, I almost feel bad that we're taking so much time talking about it when there's so many damn good fights. But, uh, but, but just give me your initial thoughts. I mean, sum it all up. I mean, here's this guy, Conor McGregor, that – I mean, you know, the lead up to the Floyd Mayweather fight, like whether you like, you know, the the idea of the fight, whatever, it was just like, man, here's this guy that was a, you know, a, a plumber's assistant or whatever, a plumber's apprentice a couple years ago collecting social welfare, and now, you know, he's collecting a $100 million paycheck. Like, God bless him, man. If that ain't the, you know, the American dream, the Irish dream, just a world dream to come from nothing and make everything out of yourself – God damn it, man. Good from nothing for to something you. to everything. To went, everything. Went from negative to positive, and it's all good. We're in Brooklyn right now. <laughs> I will quote Biggie Man, all you guys day. are coming up with some original stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, the, some just the knowledge Biggie. that you're the, – I've never heard lines <laughs> like this. Uh, all right, so to do that to now, I mean, listen, you, you know, it, I, just to me at this point, and I'm sorry, uh, you know, I always say don't say something about a person that you wouldn't say to their face, but at this point it's off the rails. If Conor McGregor was sitting right here, I'd say, bro – this is off the rails, man. I get it. I understand. You're operating on a higher level than me. You, you know more about promoting the fight game than I do. Obviously, you've been the one to make millions of dollars. Uh, you, you you know more about how this Irish and Russian scene. I, I don't know. You know. I'll give them all that. But this, to me, is it's just it's it's ridiculous. It's indefensible. All those words that Dana White used to describe it: criminal, indefensible, reprehensible, whatever. Disgusting. Whatever the, yeah. <laughs> disgusting. So. Give me your thoughts, Mike Paul. It's just – I don't even know what to say that hasn't been said. It's just disappointing. I mean, we – Disappointing. Yeah, like, it's been building, though. Like, you go back to the UFC 202 press conference with the bottle-throwing stuff, uh, right. him jumping the cage in the Bellator fight, just all these things. It seems like every few months over the past, you know, a couple of years, there's been something going on with Conor McGregor that's had to do outside the cage. And this is just another incident. I mean, it's, it's just – 
sad to see is like you know this guy you think back i was actually watching because they just put it up on netflix the uh the notorious documentary again i watched it you know when it kind of first came out but you see this guy in his uh tiny little apartment with his girl at the time just like you know not you could never call conor mcgregor like so humble or anything but right. like because he always has kind of that confident bravado but he was just a guy that wanted to make it in the sport and wanted to be a world champion and had those dreams and just seems like so long ago that he conquered that and was like you know on top of the world as this fighter and we just haven't all the stories related to him for so long have just been you know not good like not a good look for him and today was just you know took it over the edge today was it's been building and building and building and i really thought like when that bellator thing happened he jumped the cage and he hit the official and all that stuff happened i'm like okay this is peak like where it doesn't get much worse from this here we are today talking about something that's so much worse than that like multiple people injured we had three fighters taken off this card and i know artem lobov you know his fight getting removed is his own doing for being involved in that but But we have people that are completely unrelated to this you know like you guys talked about ray borg a young guy who just had a kid who's just a flyweight trying to (laughs) trying to make it in this game like and he's taking food off these guys' table and it's just like what would he have been like if the roles were reversed and he was one of those fighters? Like, how would he be acting? What would he be saying? And to just see him have evolved into this person that is doing this kind of stuff is just, it's it's gross. It's got to, I mean, listen, and you laid out those incidents perfectly. You laid out the timeline perfectly. And, and what's what's the common thread? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. There was nothing that, that made him stop and go, ah, and that's the thing because that's what you do if you keep if you can get away with something and you continue to get away with it you keep doing it i mean i'm sure we all have our things in life where it kind of falls under that umbrella that you know maybe you should be doing this this, but you'll get punished for it whatever something that you should do that you do a lot (laughs) as as john takes a a big swig of his tall beer uh Yeah, like it's. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's. What do you do at this point? I mean, there needs to be serious repercussions to this, and it seems like there will be. I mean, even if it's just a financial penalty, and for whatever, say the UFC doesn't do anything on its own, uh, he's going to have other things going on with these fighters that he, you know, he's going to get sued by multiple people. He hurt. Like, I don't even think we know the full extent of everything that's happened yet. So are you gonna say something? Yeah, but I'm just uh, I'm just trying to monitor news as we're uh, also talking. So the reports that Connor uh, is in custody that we talked about seem to be uh, confirmed by a couple sources here in New York. But here's another thing that just jumped out at me: uh, police sources told the New York Post earlier in the day they believe this was a publicity stunt. Holy shit! What is that? Okay, so I've seen some. Let's talk about this for a sec. Stage a publicity stunt. Dana White paid him to do this. All these ridiculous things that we've probably all seen on our Twitter timelines in responses to our posts about this stuff today. Like, I want to hear the person that if you truly believe this, what's the what's the argument here? Publicity for what? This pay per view that yes, okay, he could be fighting Max Holloway or Habib uh, before all this happened. Who knows what's going to sure. happen in the future? Yeah, like yeah. he he could be the next opponent for this guy, Tony Ferguson, when he was in there. It seemed obvious. What does this benefit? You know, what, like how is this building the event, building the fight more? Like, I, I just don't understand what a publicity stunt for what. And by the way, go put us in jeopardy of you know cut you know ripping the eyes out of one of our fighters exactly like and what destroying the face of another one. If you wanted to have a publicity stunt, there's a hell of a lot more things you could have done. That Conor McGregor could have come into the venue. Like if this was set up by the UFC or whatever, could have come into the Barclays Center when. Habib and Max Holloway were facing off and yelled some stuff from the back of the room. All the yeah, cameras yeah, yeah. would have... Like, he could have done a million things no. that A, wouldn't have put people in danger, B, wouldn't have, you know, potentially cost him money, C, could put him in jail. 
uh, you know, seemingly when at Adam this I, point. When Adam and I walked back over to the Barclays Center, I, the look of every single UFC employee, the look on their face of just, like, horror, shell shock. I mean, it was it, it was not one of those, like, ha-ha, we pulled that off for the world to see. You know, it was just uh, everyone was appalled and shocked and, and, and frustrated. So, uh, it's crazy. All right, Mike. Uh, By the way, they, have, they do have behind-the-scenes people that were injured today. That You know, nobody's sure. talking about them. They're talking about fighters. Like, you really think you, the UFC has a ton of – they're going to put – like, they're going to be risking a lawsuit of their of their employees getting injured for for what publicity? It doesn't make any sense. Now, my suspicion reading the story – that gets the headline, of course, suspected it could be publicity. Stunt. My suspicion is that – that was the earlier York, in the York day. New York Post talked to an, It was definitely early in the day. Yeah. Uh, but the New York – they probably talked to an officer or, you know, somebody behind the scenes, and they're like, I don't know, it was probably a publicity stunt. You know, something was going on over there. And then somebody ran with that. Right. So I don't know that there's actual, you know, people involved in this investigation that thought that way. Yeah. And I, I'll like, tell you, like I Like if anybody spent more than five minutes investigating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and not to uh, interrupt, but we at USA Today Sports, AJ Perez has confirmed that Conor McGregor is in custody. So there we go. Jesus, we could sit here and just stream for more hours. We got we got early weigh-ins in a few hours. All right, the the fights that are left, Mike. I mean, I know, like I said, I feel guilty. What All fights? we're doing is sitting here talking about Connor, man. I mean, the fights that are left on the card. I, give, give me give me some ideas. Some of the things you're looking for. Some of the things we can watch out for. Uh, fights that that mean something. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm 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 on the Zabit train. By the way, I've been on the Zabit train from day one. Uh, I you know. Hopefully, you know, maybe his fight gets elevated a little bit. People see some more of that. I think not even sure who's on this card anymore at this point. <laughs> like it's just it's literally just like a fight night at this point. They're just waiting for people to fall out. It's my and I mean, even then, still with ten fights, all the fights are good. I mean, there's some good fights on here, Great and fights. yeah, I mean, of course, like me personally, uh, I had to have a very good relation, long-standing relationship with Max Holloway. I, I only came down here after the main event was changed, so of course that's the you know fight I'm looking forward to most. But I know you guys touched on it a little bit. And a kinda, good relationship. Yeah, dressed the same. He dresses the same as me, okay? <laughs> he he likes to, yeah, if anyone wants to see Max Holloway, uh, who wore it better, you can make your, your decision on your own. <laughs> yeah, Max's was a little fancy. Hey, when bro. I did walk up to him, first thing he says was, nice chain, bro. I dig I it. Where did you get it from? By the way, so. confirmed. I can confirm that report. <laughs> I was there. I saw it. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, there's there's fights kind of to look at all across here. I like Paul Felder, I Quinta. That's a fight we've it's been waiting fight. for for a little while. We were, you know, that – one should have happened to Detroit. Yep. Uh, obviously, didn't go down that way. So I think this is uh, a good thing to see if Ally Quinta, how good he really is. No, no disrespect to Diego Sanchez, but I think everyone kind of agrees that he's you know past his best days. Right. So what does a knockout win over him really mean anymore? Uh, but nevertheless, Ally Quinta hasn't lost in like five years. I know he hasn't fought for the majority of that time, yeah. but still, <laughs> there's one way to not lose <laughs> yeah. in five years: only fight twice. Exactly. So uh, there, there's good fights head to toe here. What I do you mean. think about? What do you think? You know, everything that we're hearing about Rose, her mental state, and all that. I mean, see, does that is that is that a little bit scary? I mean, knowing like how proud we were and amazed we were by the way she mentally dealt with Joanna the first time around. Yeah. See that one? I don't really know. I mean, you would think. A woman that goes by Thug Rose is not going to be <laughs> flustered by much, right? And as we saw her in the lead up to the first fight with Joanna and Jacek, uh, she doesn't get flustered by much. Right. You can, you know, stick your damn fist in her face, and she's but not maybe it's not so much about fear; it's just the fact that like 
She's like, all I'm trying to do is is preach this message of hope and love and goodness, and this is the shit I got. Conor McGregor is the, the antithesis of? of what she is trying to have in the sport and what she wants the sport to be. It's the complete opposite. So yeah, I can see that. Like you know, she is there. You could say she's like doing her meditation, doing all these different things to kind of keep herself in this certain state of mind, the certain zone leading into fight night. And I could definitely see how something like this could rattle her in that sense. Like you're trying to get in your zone of chi and then, yeah. you know, there's glass breaking, there's people getting injured. It's like a chaotic type of war zone type thing. So yeah, I don't know how much to be concerned by it. I mean, you like, there's things that go on. You know, people said, Oh, Joanna said this and this to her, even though she didn't really react at the press conference. Is she in her head? Is this happening? Like, yeah. You don't really know. It's hard to say unless she publicly speaks about it. But I think she'll be okay. I think she's, you know, we are still two days away from the fight. I think, you know, she has bigger things to think about. She's cutting weight right now, probably. And she's got the weigh-in to do tomorrow. Like, she's got all this stuff going on. So there's some time between the fight. If this happened, you know, fight day is all the fighters were getting brought to the venue on the bus or, like, something crazy like that. You wouldn't have time to put it behind you. Yeah, but I think at this point, you know, she's not going to have to do media about it for the next day, getting asked a million questions about it by all these different reporters. They don't have to talk to the media tomorrow. Yeah, if this had happened yesterday Maybe we just all ask for comment, like, while they're on the scale. (laughs) Everything's about yesterday! (laughs) (laughs) So, who knows? It could be anything. I mean, I'm sure during the post-fight scrums on fight night, it's going to be basically the question asked to every single fighter because they all have their different accounts it. So uh, I think in terms of the fight itself, I think Rose will be fine. You know, if she loses, I don't think this is going to be the reason. I think it'll be because possibly Joanna's the better fighter than her, but we'll find that out on fight night. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think uh, this is going to impact the fighters too much on the night. Adam Hill, I think you were leading the charge to have uh, Anthony Pettis fight Alex Caceres. Yeah. I'm just going to say right now, you're crazy. Alex is a bantamweight who just doesn't like cutting weight. Nick Newell has thrown his name in the hat. Nick Newell He said he could make weight by tomorrow morning and he is not too far away. I, at this point, I don't think any of these fights are getting recovered. Happen. Like, dude, it happens so. I think the UFC is like just. Like, it, it happens oh so. It happens so often. What you about know? this press conference tomorrow? Colby <laughs> Covington and Rafael dos Angeles are gonna be on the stage together. Oh, it's gonna be great. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. They should not have them on the stage tomorrow. They should not. They. I mean, I know they still got to have the big fight, but those two guys were never introduced. The fight still hasn't been officially announced, right? No. They were gonna officially announce it tomorrow. You know what? I'm saying right now, UFC officials, if you're listening. If you're watching, totally. I mean, I know, like, or you know, if you're not, but I'm just gonna throw it out there anyway. Hi. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, am I crazy? Like, I mean, in light of what the hell is going on, at this on, point, do we really need to see Colby Covington and Rafael dos Santos get up there and be like, and I, I'm one of the few guys that likes Colby, but to see him get up there and f Brazil and I'll kill all you people and your people are, be- I mean, do we need to see that tomorrow? Do we need to see that tomorrow? It's. It's so tough because, like, in one sense, as the UFC, you want to move on with your life in a bit. Like, you know, you want to put this behind you, get back to business. You know, as Dana said during the scrum, like, we have a fight to do on Saturday. Like, I want to get through this, and then we'll figure out, I assume, the punishment. So I assume they want to, like, operate their business as normal. But at the same time, like, yeah, uh, if you insist on doing that, you better damn well have a shitload of security up there on that stage because, yeah, you do not want to, like, the UFC does not need any more publicity like this of this kind of stuff going on at the cage. I'm like, going to be honest. I'm not. I. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to see that press conference tomorrow. <laughs> right. I don't want to see it. I mean, those press conferences are what? They're about getting this guy to yell at that guy and that guy to yell at that guy and this guy to get in that guy's face and that guy. Well, the reason that they like them is because of Conor McGregor because like he was kind of the in the first view that they did this and he made them so entertaining. I don't want to see the fucking press conference right now. 
Yes. Colby is going to feel like he has to one-up Connor. That is Colby Covington right now. Uh, Colby Covington has no – like, he doesn't have that governor on him that's like, okay, wait, this is too far for even me. Like, I need to just chill out tomorrow. Dude, I swear to God they need to not have Colby Covington out there. And I like Colby. They need to not have him out there tomorrow. Am I crazy? Uh, by the way, Kevin Lee's going to be there. <laughs> Kevin just, Lee? Oh, dude. Just, we, a, we, just as a heads up. We have a lot of <laughs> characters up there, and it's going to be something – I don't know. No, I, you know I am the biggest Kevin Lee fan in the world. Of course I've, you I've, are. I've been. Uh, I will freely admit it. Uh, but that's not the guy you want up there either. Like all these, all these guys. You already had him do an incident at one of these <laughs> things once. Yes, you don't need it again. I mean, okay. How about this? In light of everything that's gone on, I mean, we all like right. I mean, that's kind of our job, right? Is to get up there and ask a question that doesn't seem completely over the top and disrespectful, but that will elicit some type of response. Do you really feel in the mood to get up there tomorrow and ask questions to see people, like, pissed off at each other? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's the fight game, bro. Yeah, Why are we here? It's a tough this thing. This is what we're here for. It's a tough thing. I mean, we are here for that. Exactly. We because are here I for feel th- like this is – No, I know what you're saying. We're far. not We're not here for – But, yeah, I mean, Conor McGregor has ruined this for everyone, and it's just unfortunate. I mean, there's a there's now a black cloud over this entire yes. fight week, which was the most anticipated – Like, as if it, enough didn't already happen. It loses its main event, which was, like, the most unbelievable thing. I can't believe this is happening again. Uh, then we get to this situation, it's just like – yeah, what do you do? You lose so many fights. And like I said, I mean, part of me feels like UFC just needs to carry on with its business and you know, try to show that in some way we don't need Conor McGregor. The show will go on. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough balancing act. Most impressive part of the day? Uh, when Felice Herrig and Karolina Kowalkiewicz faced off the gun show that Felice Herrig Oh, dude, on, Felice Herrig's back muscles are... Go, go, go check out. If you haven't seen the face-offs because you've been busy watching everything else... Go watch the face-offs. They face off, and then Felice flexes. Dude, she is. I thought you were gonna say the boots. The what? What? Car- Carolina's boots. Yeah, oh, she did nice. Fine boots on, but that was not really what I was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that was that was the most impressive part of the face-off. I quit. And, and the nice. pod. <laughs> I can't do this. Anymore. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, I did say boots <laughs> with a T. <laughs> All right, boys, let's keep it on track. I'm I mean, done. I don't I'm really done. know. I'm out. Thanks John, for listening. Probably not supposed to drink on the air. <laughs> is, that, is that actually it?